Hello and welcome along to Clare FM Sideline View. It's Derek Lynch with you for the next hour. Coming up on the show, we look ahead to the start of Clare's National Camogie League as the banner host Galway on the double. Clare go to Tullamore in search of two more National Football League points and we'll speak to the Clare woman being honoured as a Volunteer of the Year by Sport Ireland. It's another busy weekend of local soccer action. Alan Troy wraps up the action on the local greyhound scene and we'll have information about Clare GAA's referee recruitment campaign. Camogie, though, is our first port of call for this weekend sees Clare open their Division 1A National League campaign as they host Galway in Cusick Park. The Intermediate League also continues with the showdown against Galway in Isla, with both sides set to see a number of players make their debuts at the respective grades. Ahead of that, I've been speaking with Clare boss John Carmody. Busy day for us, Derek. Yeah, um, I suppose an exciting day for the combined panel. Now, forty-eight players, and, and most of them, practically all of them, uh, will be getting a run out uh, on Saturday. So it's 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 a uh, it's a big day. You know, we've had a huge turnover of players, and um, but a very good panel assembled. And uh, Saturday will be the start. Uh, we're not expecting putting any pressure on the girls. We're just uh, looking for looking forward to. You know, seven or eight girls making their debut on on, on either team, and um, that's exciting in a way. And we're just looking forward to to getting out there now and, and getting playing. Yeah, and I suppose that that dynamic of the, the the squads being together, like I'd imagine the senior players are probably itching now to get going because they've been watching the other panel nearly halfway through their league campaign as, as things stand. Yeah, well, funny enough, the, the senior has been disrupted with the the colleges all along, and. Um, you know, we're really only coming together this week, Derek, in advance of the match. So, um, you know, if Fenton, I'd say the Galway game is, is maybe a week or two too soon for us. But it is what it is. The the date has been fixed for a while. And uh, we, at this stage now, we look forward to the fixture and, and, and going out and, and, and seeing where we are. Yeah, I guess that, that whole debate around the colleges and county has flared up in a in a men's since there the last couple of weeks. Like and maybe people have kind of forgotten that impacts Camogie as well. It's massively, but look, it was, there was a real positive in it. Um, you know, uh, six, seven of our players came away with colleges medals, uh, UL winning the Ashburn and NUIG winning the Purcell. So that was a great experience for them. But I do think, you know, more than the Fitzgibbon and the, Sig- the Sigurdsson Cup, that um, I think the college with the split season, it needs to be moved before Christmas um, because it's unfair on the players. Like, you know, we, we excuse our players from county training because, uh, you know, the, the college was in such an intense period. Uh, there was no point in, in flogging them and, and, and run the risk of injury. So uh, personally, I'd like to see it mo- moved in the calendar because it's putting those young girls, young fellas, whatever, it's given National League, so on, under under under, under avoidable pressure. Yeah, I, th- I think a common theme among people talking about this seems to be that, as you say, start it before Christmas, get to the knockout stages then for the new year, where in January you might be down to the last date and it's kind of easier to deal with it then. Yeah, maybe aim to have it have have it over by 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 the third week in January, maybe, and and let give the players two or three weeks to prepare into the start of the national leagues would be an ideal scenario. But look, that's outside of my control, so um, that's my tuppence worth on it. Yeah, no, it's got a conversation. It's going to continue on, I'd imagine, because there's there's plenty of it going on at the moment. Um, as we said, like that, uh, the senior team starting out then Galway coming to Cusick Park. We'll talk about the intermediate panel in a while, but um, I suppose game is at home. That's a positive, but it's a fairly big opponent day one. Ah, yeah, look, Galway National League champions, probably themselves and Cork are the two the two top teams in the country. So, you know, we we've lost a lot of experience this year, and um, uh, I suppose, you know, we'll be tested now on Saturday to see where we are. But that said, we've some very very good young players, and no better place to learn your trade in, in than Division One against the top four or five teams in the country. 
Yeah, but I suppose those younger players, John, like the safety net has gone from the sense of the older players, as you mentioned, like, and they probably have no other option now but to, to step up and maybe that can ignite a, a different kind of mindset. Yeah, look, I think they'd want to step up anyway, Derek. You know, we had those that great day in Croke Park last year where all these girls now will step in and play senior. That's the next natural step for them. You know, they've graced Croke Park. They've been successful in Croke Park. And, um, you know, I, I, I think you, the minute, from that, the minute that campaign concluded last year, these players were look, looking at a senior jersey and, and they're going to get a chance now. I didn't think, you know, that we'd have such a turnover of players from the senior team that they'd get the jersey that easy, but, or, or should I say, is that the right word? But, uh, you know, I'd rather be blending them in. But, you no, know, in they're going now. Um, and, uh, you know... I said I have great faith in them as players and uh, we learn through the league and, and we look forward to the championship campaign Yeah, is that what the league is about? Development, integration getting them back up to speed? That's it uh, it's all about preparation for the All-Ireland series like we've made no bones our, our goal this year is to try and get to the All-Ireland quarter-final and uh, I think we may struggle in the league but I'm not worried about that uh, three of the teams we play in championship are operating in the division underneath us so our, our girls our young players uh, together with a sprinkling of, of good experienced campaigners um, and very good players you know uh, it's it's excellent preparation for the championship and, and, and we'll be using the league to, to, to strengthen that championship panel You mentioned debuts there are we expecting to see a number of that team that were in Crow Park don a senior jersey? Yeah, I uh, there could be as many as seven starters there I can say over the hour we'll see maybe up as many nine or ten so um, you know that, that that's that that's uh, Something to look forward to. Yeah, I suppose result aside, that that is going to be a, a good news story for Claire Camogie. That that pathway that you always talk about, it, it's there. You, it would be seen and tangible when that happens. Well, that's it. You know, I, I think we, we would have been in trouble only for the combined panels. You know that these girls are in around the scene now for two years. Then they know um, they've been training. You know, they had the, the, the privilege of training with the likes of Nebody and Claire Hare and Emer Kelly and so on. You know. Uh, Chloe Mori or Ladogan the last few years so they'll have learned a lot from those players and now is their time to step up and hopefully they can step up That's the, the senior game as we said that's the, the later one in the afternoon at 2 o'clock before that though as that intermediate league continues and I suppose trying to bounce back maybe from what sounded and seemed like a, a disappointing result the last day out I did look at the performance was good against Tipperary. We wanted to win the game, but I suppose you're trying to find the balance. We, we knew this Saturday was coming, so we were making, uh, you know, we, we gave a number of debuts in the Tipperary game to players who will become key players now in the intermediate team. And um, that's going on as well. We're trying to develop an intermediate team as well for the championship. And we, we'll have some excellent players, uh, new players to see in this year, making their debut on the intermediate team on Saturday as well. And, um, you know, that'll be a great experience for them. They're putting in a huge effort in training and, and they'll get the reward on Saturday now um, against Galway. And again, I suppose a daunting task. Galway, one of the top intermediate teams, have been there for a number of years, winning All-Irelands and so on. So, um, again, that's where you want to be blood and players and getting that experience and you know I'd rather be taking on Galway in the National League on Saturday than for argument's sake going up to Louth playing Louth where you'd learn nothing That's it yeah it's exciting for management but also for players as well that you're kind of forced to, to bring out the best of yourself to, to survive just at this level That's it look at um, the campaign I suppose it, for us again it's, it's, it's about getting ready for the Intermediate Championship Um you know, we we'll see. We had a good win. We we've one win, one loss. So we're we're banging the middle of the table at the moment. So tough games to come now against Galway, Kilkenny, and Cork. So we'll be looking to find a second, another result to secure our status. And but if we don't, it's, we won't be the end of the world. You know, it's 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 about uh, 
getting ready as I said, that intermediate team I feel as well is well capable of getting to an intermediate All Ireland quarter final this year and we'll be building towards that yeah, that game at 12 o'clock started in Father Mac Park. Can you talk about preparation for Championship, John? And even though it is just mid, uh, mid-February, mid that's already well underway at the moment. And um, you've been adding away to the backroom team. You've uh, a bit of news on that? Yeah, we're delighted to announce that um, Paddy Murray, the, I suppose, the very successful uh, former Cork manager who I think he won four senior All-Irelands, two intermediate All-Irelands. Uh, he'll be coming on board assisting us in an advisory capacity in preparations for the championship. And he'll be bringing along some of his uh, successful All-Ireland winning coaching setup as well. So, you know, we're constantly, you know, even though our own coaches are excellent and, and brought an All-Ireland to the county last year, they were open to, you know, getting the best advice available for, for Claire Camogie. And um, we're thrilled that Paddy and, and, and his coaching team have agreed to assist us this year. And that's really positive for Claire Camogie. Yeah, you talk about the the one percenters in in at high level elite sport. This feels like a, a two or three percenter uh, bringing the likes of him on board. Yeah, look at the, the you know there's a core of senior players there who uh, who have you know given huge commitment to clear over the years and and you know we listen to those players at the end of the year when they talk and they wanted improvements in the setup and. I suppose what better way to get improvement than, than go after and, and get the best and certainly the, the, the advice we'll be getting from Paddy Murray uh, can't be questioned he's been there and done it and um, to get that knowledge particularly these young players now uh, to have access to you know he'll be given the information of what is required to be successful at, at senior inter-county level and the preparation that goes with that and uh, all positive as a management team we're looking forward to working with them and I know the players are looking forward to the sessions that will be coming up as well uh, they're starting with us I think in two weeks time so um, all gear source championships so that, that that's a very positive uh, news for Claire Camogie Clare manager John Carmody there there are also new joint captains for Clare this year as Clooney Quinn's Kira Grogan and True Clonlara's Anya O'Loughlin will share the responsibilities I spoke with Kira to look ahead to the year been preparing now for this league campaign for a while and like that those sessions in November and December and the gym sessions down in the bridge uh, it's always been on the cards so we're really excited to, play, to finally get this um, get this going this weekend yeah, you mentioned those gym sessions, and it's something I spoke to Chloe Mori about as well. That obviously Mori Movement is where you're based for that. Um, that's been a brilliant kind of development in the last year or two to have the outlet, I suppose, and maybe to have Chloe there whipping the crack or cracking the whip for you as well. Oh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, the setup that they have down in the Mori Movement down in the bridge is exceptional, with around twelve squat racks or so for the whole panel. And yeah, having even Chloe and Shayna down there as well, along with her own SNC, Jamie Fitzgibbon, it's it's been great. Like we're we're incredibly lucky, especially with like the younger players coming up that might be too used to that kind of SNC and that idea of that strength training. So it's absolutely brilliant to have all those there for uh, for for our resources. Yeah, I know it might be slightly off topic from the weekend, but isn't that a wonderful development in terms of what has now become the norm for intercounty preparation? Oh, it has 100%. Like, I know even, like, a few years ago when I was on the panel, like, that would never really have been a thing. Like, but now these days it's a, it's your set two two sessions a week at least, like, for this, uh, for these gym sessions. So it's absolutely brilliant to have uh, that set up in the bridge. And, like, even the Clare Hurlers are always there as well. And it's a brilliant thing to have for all uh, for all the teams, like, to, to build their strength for the league and championship. Yeah, mentioning those younger players then, are you finding when they come through to the panel that they're more au fait in with what has to be done, that it's not as much of a culture shock as it might have been when the likes of yourself stepped up first? 
Oh, definitely. Um, some of the younger players are nearly as experienced in the gym or even um, as experienced with like fitness and so on as the rest of us. Um, it's absolutely brilliant to have have that coming through with the minor and even, you know, with the colleges and the schools and everything. Like I feel, yeah, compared to maybe when we were uh, stepping up, like it's it's been absolutely brilliant that it hasn't been such a transition for them. Uh, definitely. It's probably an exciting week as well in that we're just, you know, the Purcell and the, the Ashburn and all that. There's a lot of success after coming into that clear dressing room. Oh, 100%. Um, I think we had around 11 or 12 girls playing alone in the semis and finals up in the Connacht Dawn at the weekend. Uh, so we're really well represented, which is a great boost to know that those players will be uh, slotting right back in for the league to our intermediate and senior panels uh, with the experience of playing with some of those best uh, players in the counties around uh, around Ireland. So it's absolutely brilliant to have them uh, back in with us this week. And I suppose they'll be needed because it, it sounds as if it's going to be quite a changed dressing room from recent years. Yeah, so like we, we have lost some some quite experienced players this year, which will undoubtedly be a challenge. Um, there has always been a conveyor belt of players, you know, coming in and out of the team every year. Um, but definitely we'll have challenges this year. Those players would have brought a lot of experience and strength to the team. Uh, but what we're focusing on now is the strengths of the players we have on our panel and the speed and the fitness that some of the newcomers have that will have a great boost to our team this year. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity for some of those players to step up and make a mark on the team now. Yeah, and some of them, I mean, we're expecting six or seven anyway from that junior panel that won last year to maybe make that step up through as well. And they're coming up with a bounce and they're probably coming up with a, a bone to prove as well to say, yes, I'm ready for this. Oh, 100%. Like their success last year winning the Junior All-Ireland speaks volumes about the abundance of talent um, of those players. Like, And they will. there's no doubt that they will step in and they'll transition straight away and be key players in that team and in that panel. Um 100% yeah yeah but I guess it's tough as well though like I mean it's it's a league campaign where you're playing some big hitters not least of all the Galway first day out but at the same time what better way to test yourself oh 100% like I, I think everyone wants to be playing at the at the top level and against the, the top teams um, like we played Galway last year uh, Galway are always very physical always have been and will be the exact same this year uh, but we had a great second half and we and we lost by four in the end last year so we just want to try and even go one step further this year and match their physicality with the addition of our speed and fitness that we have in this in this year and to uh, do one better and have a first win under our belts like what we did last year against Kilkenny. Yeah, and speaking to John, making no bones about the fact that the league is kind of being viewed primarily as championship preparation because it, it you know it's a year now where progress is probably something that you're really, really focused on. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I think what, what we're trying to do is definitely um, progress uh, progress every single match that we play. Like, so navigating that transition from losing those experience to also integrating the newer players will definitely be kind of the backbone of our preparation with this league and to help us with regards to the championship. That's our main goal this year, is that championship, the Munster and the All-Ireland series. Uh, so the league is a great opportunity to trial those new players and to experiment Um definitely year on uh, or match on match yeah and just finally like as you said at the start it's it's a big day the the intermediate side in action and yourselves in action in Cusick Park for Camogie fans it's a rarity that you're getting two top quality inter-county games within two or three hours of each other so plenty for supporters to get behind oh 100% like and and we'd love to have as many supporters as possible to 
just to see like what we actually have and how we can showcase our talents and our abilities and it'll be two cracker of games like as in uh, Galway coming up both in the intermediate and senior uh, it'll be great like it'll be a great boost for the county as well uh, to try and get behind us so yeah we hope that everyone from all the clubs will get behind us now and come in and watch us uh, for the weekend ahead Clear joint Camogie captain Kira Grogan there it's an 11.45 start in Ina for the intermediate league tie on Saturday before everyone heads to Cusick Park for the senior game at 2 we're back shortly Clear back in action this weekend in the National Football League third round awaits up in Tullamore lovely O'Connor Park as they take on Offaly in what Poddy Carmody feels like a big game from a clear point of view this could be a result that puts us looking one way or the other yeah exactly huge game but I also think possibly even more importantly I think it's a massive game for Offaly um, you know they've come out the wrong side of two narrow results you know put up went up to Andrew and put on a brave fight back in the last few minutes uh, you know came up just short there that would have been a significant point had they got to come away from Antrim with a point and they lost at home the first day against Westmeath, and by all accounts, you know, very unhappy, even though it was a four-point margin, very unhappy, or very unhappy with their own finish, and felt it was a game they left behind, so that's two two losses for them, where we came from against Westmeath uh, two weeks ago, um, where are our minds going to be, I think, awfully are going to be fighting tooth and nail for these teams, two points I think is it's, it's why we have one win under our belt and it's important for our lads it's a really big result for our lads but I think there's going to be huge drive in, in Offaly as well so I think we could be in for a belter yeah and that sense that no doubt the lads have of being aggrieved over the, the square ball and we won't linger on it too much or I, the two of us will probably blow the blood pressure again but like that can be an all-merciful fuel to go and put it right now this Sunday yeah, if, if it's taken in the right manner, like if it's taken in the right manner, Claire were entitled to something out of that game the last day. I'm, I'm convinced myself from from there and looking at it, but you couldn't you couldn't begrudge Westmead something from it either, either like it was the proverbial, proverbial game of two halves with the strong wind. So, you know, it would have been really nice to come down the road with a minimum of a pint. We both agree that we were entitled to that goal and entitled to the win, which would have been guaranteed with it. Um, but, you know, the two-week break, hopefully it'll do the lads the world of good in terms of the bodies and being fresh, how their minds are. Are they going to be ready for what Offaly are going to bring the next day in terms of aggression? And like, If Offaly lose, they're in a really bad place. And if we win, we're in a really good place. You know, uh, and, and if we lose, you know, then we are sucked down with the other two or three or four teams that are going to be you know, battling for that to stay up in Division 3. It seems though, even though we're only two games in, that it, it felt like a kind of almost settled clear performance the last day that what they've been trying to do throughout the McGrath Cup and even in that first uh, league outing as well, like they now look like a team that are starting to find their feet with what they're trying to do. I think so, yeah. Like I've been very impressed with our forward play in both games. I think really crisp stuff. Missed a couple of chances maybe in the the second half against Sligo and we should have finished the game earlier on. But I think for a new-look team, I'm very impressed with our our defence and our attack. As I said, they seem to be linking up well. The players that we looked to, to to stand up this year in the loss of the, the players that stepped away over the winter, you know, Emmett, Dermot, Aaron, Kieran, to another degree, they are standing up. You know, they are getting pivotal scores. They're taking on the chances at big moments in the two games they're not 
you know, that you can't question their leadership. Um, I'm very impressed with our backs as well, uh, our, our two corner backs, very tenacious. We seem to be very comfortable when we're, you know, one-on-one defending, uh, you know, and naturally you think depending on conditions, will we be more defensive the last day, next day in, in a group? But when I see our defenders one-on-one, I'm, I'm very confident with them so far out of the two games. The only place I would like to see us improve out of the two games is maybe to secure more primary possession, you know, from the kickouts in around the halfway line, maybe more turnovers around the midway point of the pitch. Uh, but again, we've two young lads in there that are just starting out their inter-county careers. So, you know, they'll be growing, they'll be take positives from, from their two outings. And off Lee's midfield the next day, I think they've welcomed back Owen Carroll this year. He was a big loss to them last year. So it'll be another good test uh, for our midfielders uh, next next Sunday. Um, hopefully they stand up and they, if they get at least parity, I think if we get at least parity around the middle, I think our backs and forwards have shown enough that we sh- should get out of there with two points. Yeah, it feels like that middle third is going to be all about physicality again. Yeah, and I, I, I feel Westmeath were stronger than us there. You know, as you said, the middle eight, you know, they, they had big presence. Like Alan Sweeney had a had a big game. Like he, he's not your six foot one or two uh, centre back, you know. But he he has great leadership, you know. Great, um, great command of his players around him. He drives forward at the right time, and he does the right thing on the ball. He always laid off, and even the last year it was great to see him score a point uh, at such a crucial point in the game. You don't normally see him shooting. So yeah, if you have more buying in there, hopefully. Daniel Walsh hopefully will grow another little bit um, and then hopefully your two wing forwards can come back in more. Uh, Dermot help those breaks in the halfway point if we haven't got... Well, I, I think we saw shades of um, what Brian McNamara can do in both games. He's, he's you know It's his first year really in there. He had a big game for Kerry against the Kerry under-20s early last year. But I think there's big promise there for, for Brian, but they do need support from the lads either side of them. And I suppose as well, three key players, uh, you mentioned one there, Brian, Daniel Walsh and Kieran Downs. We know they've been very busy with Sigurds in action. Unfortunately, from their perspective, that's now over. But at the same time, it'll probably give them A, a little bit of a rest, but B, more time within the squad to get all those structures right. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And the three lads have a lot of football played uh, at this time of the year, the last couple of years. Okay, unfortunately for the lads, you well bowed out in a close game there last week. You know, but as you said, it really should give the bodies a couple of days extra break. They should be fresher coming into it. More time uh, with Mark and the team to do the homework on Offaly because that's what you'd be afraid of is the lads that are with Sigerson. You know yourself, the amount of detail and the homework that goes into the opposition uh, at inter-county level. And it must be hard for the lads that are playing Sigerson to take in you know, two lots of homework every week, you know, in terms of um, Sigerson Cup and National League. So you'd hope that they, they're more relaxed, they know what they have to do and, and can lead from the front the next day. I would imagine as well, this being such a big game, as you mentioned for Offaly, there'll be a fine vocal home crowd uh, in Tullamore. You know, it, there's a lot of little things that Clare have to deal with here. Yeah, and I think we got our eyes open in Westmeath the last day. I was even surprised myself going down the stretch of that game like the Westmead crowd really got behind their team, really did, didn't they? They really lifted the noise, they drove them on, they got the point to win it. And, you know, I think we're going to face the same, like the Offaly supporters, they're really buying in hurling and football into what Michael Dignan is doing. 
you know, and again, look at they've had their turbulence off the field with uh, management, you know, poorly in Kearns, the sudden passing away last year. They had their interim manager. They now have Declan Kelly back in, who was over them when they won their under-20s All-Ireland. So he's going to be trusting his, his young guns that he knows very, very well. He's going to have the, the crowd behind him. Um, as you said, they've had two negative results, but they were very close to getting results on, on both days. So for them, for, for Offaly, it's a massive game, massive game. And I think their support will come in. So hopefully people from Clare travel, you know, um, these games are cracking. Offaly is a, it's a cracking little venue. It's it's nice. It's clean. You know, it's it's there in the town, you know. So hopefully lads from Clare will travel and support this team. I think this team needed, you know, the new team. I think they're very appreciative of anyone that travels, you know, and they're they're the sweetest of victories when, when you do go away from home in the National Football League and get a result. They're just there's just something so sweet about them when you come down the road with two points in the bag. So it would be great for the Clare public to get out and support the lads on Sunday. Absolutely. And just on that mindset of being the away team and facing the home crowd and all that, do you then maybe try and attack a game more in the first 10 minutes to quiet them a small bit? Or do you stay patient and work your way into the game and maybe soak up what's coming at you? Yeah. Again, I think I think I've mentioned this before to Derek. My, my my thoughts on the current intercounty game, like a lot of teams, majority of teams, bar the very top dogs in Division One, they're kind of going out not to lose the game for the first forty-five, fifty minutes, and then they'll see where they are and have a crack at it. Uh, and I think that's weather dependent. So, I think on Sunday we will, if 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 weather conditions allow, if it's even, I think we will have a more. Um, uh, stagnant game to feed each other out like as I said Offaly really really don't want to lose this so I think definitely Offaly are going to be conservative at the start it might suit Clare to play that way because a lot of our players have, have played that way uh, and are used to those conditions in bigger games over the last couple of years so um, it might suit us to go for it but if we get caught out in counter attacks early you know it, it could be a long way to make up so I would be expecting a tactical you know first 45 50 minutes see where you are and then go for some. Body, thanks for that. Commentary of the game here on Clear FM on Sunday. That coming thanks to Innes Home Furniture and Tuberty's Bar and Restaurant in Beg. Two o'clock start in Tullamore. We'll also have updates from Cusick Park as Clare take on Offaly in the National Ladies Football League. Eilish Considine set to start for the first time since 2017 in that game. A win will put the banner into pole position to see the promotion spot. So the very best of luck to Wayne Freeman and his crew on that one. That game is set for a two o'clock start. This feature, Sport in Focus, is funded by Commission Naman with a television licence fee. As part of our latest Sport in Focus series, we're shining a spotlight on Clare basketball and delighted to be joined by the club development officer here in Clare and uh, coach with a number of hats on, uh, Clare Cuddyhe. Clare, thanks for taking the time to come in to have a chat with us. Um, basketball in Clare, take us through the scene. Yeah, look, it's... It's grown a lot over the past couple of years. I think I started very, very young as a player in it, um, from the age of seven and eight. And um, I've come full circle. I went from being a player to now getting to be that coach that coaches um, the guys through the ranks again. Um, and look, we've eight to 10 clubs in Clare. It's, I think we're on the right track to, to getting our name out there. Um, Obviously, we look at Limerick and Kerry and the places around us and they're playing high levels of basketball. Um, so I think our, our coaches and um, our area board are, 
are trying to get us to that level too. Yeah, the, the structure within the county then, between those eight to ten clubs, as you say, is there an inter-club structure? Are you playing more kind of in provincial competitions or, or does it vary through the grades? Um, it varies. So we have our, our Clare League. Um, so that goes from under 12s right the way through then to 18s. Um, so both boys and girls have their league throughout the um, season. And then um, every age group has a Clare Cup as well. <coughs> um, and more recently then this season, um, our development board of CAB um, have been able to put a development league together. So it caters for the kids who are out there to really compete and, and get an opportunity to go and represent our county at all Ireland. And then the kids who need that little bit of extra time and, and league um, to develop their basketball skills and maybe, you know, the new kids who are just starting. Um, and then some of our teams go off and play in North Munster Leagues as well. So we're kind of spread out. Yes, yeah, so there's plenty of opportunity there. And, and it seems to be equal between under 12, under 18 or even, uh, is it right the way through to adult level then as well? Yeah, we have, we have men and women's teams. Um, at the moment, they all go and compete in uh, the North Munster league um but i think if you look at two or three years ago um i was having a conversation with one of our coaches the other day and we were growing up and there wasn't a sign of 18s or men's or women's basketball like people didn't realize it was there um and now you look and you know we've got crowds coming for national league development games we've got men's and women's teams all across the county competing and like really attracting the attention and the support of the youngsters and I think that's what's trying to keep our underage basketball here um, there's a huge push on that development of men's and women's teams so that when kids turn 17 and 18 they're staying in Clare basketball instead of branching off to mm. an area that has higher standard of teams I guess and does that become an easier sell then because you know you have your traditional sports within the county and you're always trying to maybe find that niche to, to hook in new members the fact that they can stay within the county and the profile is building is that kind of the key for to keep the wheel turning yeah I think so I think kids um, and especially people who become serious about the sport and really want to compete they need to see that pathway there that we can continue and give them an opportunity to continue to play basketball um, at a senior level and not only play but really compete and, and have that high level of standard basketball um, and I think right now we're on that right push of it's baby steps it's it's taken, a, it's taken a while to get us and it will continue to take us a while to get to a level that we are say we're really competing um, but it all has to start somewhere and I think kids now like I hope the underage players I'm coaching now see a pathway to stay in Clare um, and to still compete at a really, really high level, which is obviously what every athlete wants to do. Take us through then the kind of areas that the clubs within the county are based in. It's kind of, it is county-wide. It's not just kind of an, an urban spread, No, I definitely, um, obviously, if you look at the centre, you see NS Basketball and, and you see um, our clubs and, and a few clubs around it, but you go all the way back west to, to Coir Clare and Killaloo, um, and then you're going all the way over to Shannon, um, so it's so widely spread um, and I think um, slowly but surely over the past couple of years we've seen a few clubs and new clubs be set up so obviously in 2020 in the height of lockdown we decided to set up a new girls club um, and then more recently um, we had Team Out in Killaloo, Baru Blazer set up and then again just this past season we had Clare Warriors from Ballier set up so 
the development is there, the teams are there, and now it's just getting the word out to show that Clare basketball really deserves to be put in the name of every other county's kind of basketball. Yeah, well, and hopefully this this piece will help in doing that to kind of raise the awareness and the profile of it because it's amazing. Like we talked to a lot of clubs about infrastructure and resources and stuff like that, but. Like I'd say nearly every community hall in the county has a basketball hoop either end of it or, you know, there's kind of, that's the basic level I know, but it is kind of handy then to tie in with your youth clubs and stuff like that to to maybe ask them, look, put 20 minutes aside, get them shooting, get them interested, get them hooked. Like th- there are little inlets there for you, aren't there? Yeah, 100%. I think obviously we look at the facilities that we compete in um, and the courts that we have all across the county. Um for example, this weekend I'm in Kildyser for some games, and then I'm back. Um, I'm back in Ennis and Flannins, and then I'm over in um, Ennis National coaching different teams. So they're like three different courts in the space of one day. I think I think schools basketball has a has a huge role to play now. I think primary school basketball in the Marion Keane tournament um, is definitely slowly but surely getting kids interested in sport and getting them interested in a young age that they have so much time to develop their skill. Um, but basketball is also one of those sports that you can kind of pick up at any age. Like there's, for example, if you play any other sport, it helps basketball in some way. Um, like that's a whole thing with me when like m- some of my girls and lads that I coach are huge GA players. But in the off season, basketball helps them so much more in the pitch than you'd ever realise. Um why is that? Is it the is it is it the footwork? Is it the kind of that evading style, or you know, yeah, what, what, what are the skills that you see as being transferable? I think it's the simple thing of number one, the conditioning. Like you're running up and down the court for eight minutes straight, you're getting as fit as you possibly can be. Um, there's so much footwork involved in in defense, and the fact of we can't go in and rugby tackle someone to the ground. Um, you know, we have to play a lot smarter, and there's a lot of lateral movements. Um. And jumping and the simple aggressiveness that you have to have, but you also do it in a smart way. That all these little movements on the court, when you put that back on the pitch, all of a sudden they're sidestepping around their defender because, oh, look, I do that with a basketball, I can do that with a football mm-hmm. too. Um, I don't think basketball is, is as far off from other sports as people think. I think you're dead right on that because I've often spoken to c- coaches, maybe in a more modern sense, and they're more and more now looking to American sports like basketball, like the NFL, for the little bits of plays. Like one example is this backdoor cut that has come into yeah. football. That's now that, that has its origin in basketball. In, in basketball like, so it's amazing how it all transfers. Yeah, I know it. It definitely does. I don't think. I think slowly we're beginning to realise how much all sports help each other, and it's the same thing like that. I think people. Um, some of my girls come from a football background and I can see areas on the pitch that they can translate into the court. Um, but I just think people don't really realise how much, even s- simple stuff like that, like a backdoor cut or um, the literal thing of taking your two steps and making them as successful as you can because you can't take four or five steps. You only have two and you have to use your advantage as much as you can in taking those that all of a sudden on the pitch now they're taking 40 yards forward instead of running all the way around the houses. <laughs> yeah. kind of way. 
Yeah, that's modern football kind of <laughs> in, in a nutshell, really. Uh, so you, you mentioned there about um, an off season. Is there is there a season for basketball, or or is there a window in which it's kind of more streamlined? Um. Yeah, our season, our season, competitive season runs from September to March, so in our Clare League, um, and then our top two teams from the 14s um, and 16s level go through to the All-Irelands, which are normally in April, somewhere around Easter. Um, and then, you know, a lot of clubs take a bit of time off or our clubs kind of go through um, and keep playing until the end of May, have some in-season tournaments and stuff like that. And then, yeah, you take a bit of a break off and you're back then again in August. Yeah, but I guess like the, the fact that it's indoor means that you know, you're not impacted, so it, it can be that kind well, of all-around It can clearly be played all yeah. year round. Like, it's it's one of those versatile sports that you can literally play anywhere, anytime. That's a snippet there of the chat that I had with Lizzie Casey's Claire Cuddihy. And since we recorded it, it was announced that she will be honoured by Sport Ireland with a Volunteer of the Year Award, which is richly deserved for the work that she's doing. What you heard there, just a, a snippet. She's doing incredible work right across the county. So congratulations, Claire, and uh, keep it going is the message here. The full interview is available on our website, along with the first of the new Sport in Focus series. And we've plenty more of those to come to over the next couple of weeks. So really looking forward to for bringing those to you. We are back shortly here on Sideline View. Soccer is our next port to call here on Sideline View. Busy weekend on the domestic front. Jim Madden joins us to look ahead. Uh, yes, indeed, Derek. We start off on uh, tomorrow with the uh, Michael O'Gorman Youth's Cup quarterfinals. There's three games down. Shannon Town to play Tulla. That should be a very competitive game in prospect. And I think Tulla might just have the edge in that. Bridge United B play Lifford. I spoke to the Lifford manager this morning and he is confident that they should be able to get a result in that. While up in uh, Scariff, Mount Shannon are at home to Avenue United. You'd be inclined to think that Avenue should be a bit too strong, though there's a lot of work going on in developing soccer above in Mount Shannon and then at under 17 level Derek there's a quarter final as well Town versus Tulla B I think Town should be a bit too strong for the B team from Tulla and they should win that then on Sunday we have a very important youth game but it's in Dublin unfortunately uh, St Kevin's boys hosting Bridge United in the quarter final as I said of the FAI youths St Kevin's won the under 17 last season so this team that they have at under 18 is sure to have a number of the under 17 players from last year this is a tough test for the bridge but I think that with the experience they've gained over the last number of months uh, without against outside opposition that they could win that the Ennis Carpets Junior Cup continues then with the second round games Tuller United A uh, are playing fair green that's at 11 up in Tuller the Premier League team should surely be capable of advancing in that Shannon Town B are at home to Shannon Olympic B. Now, this is a real local derby. There'll be no, uh, what's the word, pulling back here. Uh, but I think Olympic looked the stronger, or at least that's what Jimmy Hulahan tells me, and he has signed that he has a very strong squad. I think Olympic B could advance there. Newmarket B then are at home to Moher. The B team are fancied. Newmarket B have a very strong physical side and to take on Moher, you need to be quite strong and you need to be able to look after yourself a bit. So I think Newmarket should win that. Up in Corrafin then, we have Corrafin Harps at home to Kilrush Rangers. I think uh, Sunday is the day when Kilrush Rangers will get that long-awaited first win. 
they are just there or thereabouts that had a number of draws a little bit unlucky last Sunday in the league against Lifford when they lost by three goals to two but I think that the work that's going on back there will have an effect and they could win that Shannon Town C are at home to Avenue United you'd imagine that that should be a bit of a stroll for Avenue United David Russell will be keeping a very close eye on making sure that he gets his squad all through this without any real problems as next Sunday our Sunday week is the day that he'll be focused on when they play uh, St. Michael's in the Munster Junior Cup semi-final. Then Ryan Rovers are at, at home to Avenue B. Ryan should be capable of winning that. While over in Kilkishan on Sunday morning, Kilkishan play Shannon Olympic. Again, a, to a local derby to a large extent as Shannon and Kilkishan aren't too far apart. Kilkishan are hard to beat, but Olympic are on a good run in the first division. They are second in the table and I think they could win that. Uh, in the Premier League, then there's only one game down for decision. Shannon Town A versus Newmarket Celtic A. That should be a, could be a banana skin for the holders. Town will be keen to get uh, something out of this game and lay down a marker. But I think uh, Newmarket, even though they're not playing as well as before, they're capable of winning. They just don't seem to lose games, even when they're tight. So I think Newmarket will continue to pick up the points there. There's two games listed in the first division, Derek. Ennis Gons are at home in its Crusaders. I think that this game could be a really competitive game in the first division. Both sides are, are good teams. They play good football. But I think Inch will continue to dominate the division a bit. Bunratty are at home to Sporting Ennis Diamond. Their home side, which has got improvement over the last number of games, are capable of winning that. There's two games also, Derek, in the second division. Fern Celtic play Manus at 11. Uh, another bit of a local derby, and I think Fern will win that. While Connolly are at home to Bridge Celtic, and Connolly don't lose too many games at home, they should be capable of winning that. And then in the third division, there's also two games. Hermitage B versus Callan. Well, Derek, I know that you and me are both fans of Callan and how well they're doing in the third division. Uh, we're not going to oppose them here, and they should be able to pick up the three points and get promoted. Uh, while Tulla B are at home to Newmarket C, I think Tulla B would be a lot stronger than the Newmarket C team, and they should win that there, Derek. Yeah, very busy weekend, as you say, across uh, the Cup and all the divisions. But if you can just, uh, Jim, have a quick word on that uh, Bridge United game, and I miss maybe in the context of overall what the club have achieved in the last couple of weeks in both the youths and the under-17s, it, it really shouldn't fly under the radar, the achievement of what they're doing. No, it shouldn't. And I mean, they are doing very, very well indeed. They're a, they have a good, strong squad. They've put together two youths teams and they're continuing to play them, which I think is very admirable indeed, because it does mean that all the players are getting match fitness, they're getting games under their belt, and there is a good bit of work going on with coaching-wise. Now, this will be a very big test of them against St. Kevin's. A lot of people rate this Kevin's team quite highly, seen as they won the under-17. But I think the bridge will go up there with a bit of experience of having played outside opposition over the last number of weeks. And I think that's very, very important to be playing teams from outside the Clare League to get their experience under their belt and to know what to expect from teams, how teams are playing. And I think they'll give a very good account of themselves there. Yeah, certainly. And just that game in the Premier Division, Shannon Town and Newmarket Celtic, is that a real, real clincher in terms of the title race? I mean, you have to imagine if Newmarket don't get the points here, they're in real bother. 
Uh, Derek, you're a terrible man to be suggesting that. Um, Yes, indeed. I think that this is a game that uh, Shannon Town had a draw with Avenue there some weeks ago, if we remember. And I think that Shannon Town, under the court management there of Derek Borden and I just the name of the the manager, Stevie, has gone out of my head a bit. Uh, They are working very hard. They're a young side, maybe not as good defensively as they should be, but that'll take time. And I think that they will give Newmarket a good run for their money. Now, the big thing is, hopefully the weather will stay the way it is and the pitch at uh, at, uh, Lynch Park will dry out because I think the drier the pitch, uh, the better the surface will suit Shannon Town when they want to move the ball around. And that's what they will be told to do. Keep moving, keep stretching this uh, Newmarket defence and hopefully you might get the couple of goals that matter. I think it'll be a tight game and uh, but I do feel Newmarket seem to have this kind of thing about even when things aren't going very well that they still manage to eke out the result but it'll be a good game I think there'll be a good crowd there and it's a game well worth watching yeah season bubbling up nicely as we come towards the business end we'll wrap all that up on Sunday evening but for now Jim thanks for that uh, thanks Derek time now for Greyhound Focus with Alan Troy Claire FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. Good evening and welcome to this week's Greyhound Focus. Commencing with the action from Galway Greyhound Stadium, Killone Missile, owned by Rockmount's George Gallery, recorded his second career success by taking the honours in an A4 graded race with an impressive 28-90 effort. He's the son of Magical Bale and Paul Hanna. The SA graded contest was settled when the traps rose as the Jerkinia of in his own Craig Moherlass flew from traps to Landis Biles in 1822. She is a daughter of Grangeview 10 and Burning Candle. Lisa Took Rose recorded her third career success for Cora Clare Seamus McMahon. A daughter of Magical Bale and Loan Control, she stopped a clock in 2936. And Some Summer, who is owned by Tom Flanagan from Innes Diamond, ran out a decisive winner clocking in 29-28. She is a homebred daughter of Romeo Recruit and Trimlin Juliet, and this was career win number six. On Valentine's night, a large attendance featured at Galway Greyhound Stadium, for which was a student's night out. Tom Flanagan had another winner with the John Vaughan-owned Bally Healy star who took the novice sprint in 1820. She's a daughter of Dorota's Wildcat and Blundell Bridie. Cranny native Martin Meany who owns Wilbrook Sydney and she notched career win number four over the 550 yards trip in a time of 3093. A daughter of Droopy Sydney and Killinan Raina, she's trained by Six Mile Bridges Stephen Murray. And now from yesterday's afternoon meeting at Limerick Greyhound Stadium, the following brought honours home to the Banner County. The Quinn Bay's Guzzling Pints Syndicate, which includes Seamus and Aidan Duggan, were in the winner's enclosure with two pints. He is trained and bred by Miles Cummins, and this son of Paddy's Magic and Miles Girl recorded his 10th career victory in 28-92. And Donny Duggan from Rye Lane Tulla, duly obliged with Kennebogue Blue, in an A4 contest. A daughter of Magical Bale and No Time to Talk, this was career win number three in 29-11. And the Clooney clan from O'Callaghan Mills, under the stewardship of Donal, recorded a ninth career success with Killeran News. A daughter of Good News and Anhid Classic, her winning time was 29-42.
And Jar Garrahi, a former Kilrush native, was victorious with Bebahan, who recorded her first career success in 29.38. She is a daughter of Broadstrand Bono and Straight Talking. Shinny and Clarsh and Shockton Show, Slán August Bannacht. Alan, thanks very much indeed for that. Well, as a part of a plan to grow participation in refereeing activity across Clare, a coordinated approach to recruitment, development and progression activities is currently being developed by Clare GAA under the auspices of Shawnee McMahon and Rory McGann, uh, along with strong support as well from the Clare GAA County Board officers. One of the initial steps is an initial referee information night, which is happening on Monday night, 19th of February, 8 o'clock in the Templegate Hotel. Attendees will get an opportunity to discuss refereeing matters in general and also get more details on the first offering of the Foundation Level 1 Referee Course for 2024. That is a mix of two face-to-face and two online sessions and they are to be held over the coming weeks. Anyone interested in becoming a referee for Clare GAA or wishing to discuss refereeing matters more generally is encouraged to come along on the night as well. As we said, it's Monday night, 19th of February, 8 o'clock in the Temple Gate. Uh, there is also an expression of interest form available across Clare GAA's social media channels or you can ring the Clare GAA headquarters down in Clare Abbey. Uh, we'll have more about this on next week's Sideline View so do be sure to stay tuned for that. However, that's all we have time for this week. Just to be- wish the best of luck to the Clare contingent in Saturday's Fitzgibbon Cup final down in Abbey Dorney. Uh, medals will be coming back to Clare but we just have to wait and see. Will it be the UL or the Mary I crew celebrating? Uh, we'll find out that tomorrow 2.45 start uh, just outside Tralee there so a wonderful uh, venue great game in store as well uh, plenty of clear lads too involved in the Croke Cup quarter final for Art School Reach that game on Sunday at 2 o'clock out in Dr Daly Park in Tulla they're taking on Presentation College at Roy. that should be a cracking game as well so uh, we've plenty choice this weekend whether it's the Camogie uh, the football in Tullamore or the hurling in Abbey Dorney or the hurling out in Dr Daly Park you're spied for choice loads of the soccer games as well uh, right across Sunday so you'll be busy keeping an eye on all of it uh, we'll wrap it up here on our Clare FM website, our new Sunday sports wrap. Uh, you can get that between 6 and 8 every Sunday evening on the website to catch up on all the local results as you sit back and relax on your Sunday. You can enjoy the rest of your Friday, though, with the West Wind. That's up next. I'll talk to you across the weekend.